All right, all right. Travis here coming at you. Welcome back to another episode of Forge Father FM. Tonight's episode is going to be a solo cast. So my man Adam is uh, not joining us on this episode. So I'm going to be doing this solo and I'm going to be digging into something I feel is very important to talk about in regards to cardio. All right. So I get a lot of dads that I talk to asking them, you know, what they're doing. <clears throat> What's going on? Welcome to Forge Father FM. It's Travis here coming at you. And this is going to be a solo cast episode. My man Adam is out for this episode. So I'm going to be digging in deep, talking about good old cardio. So. Cardio, cardio, cardio. Cardio is one of those things that uh, it can definitely be used for good, but typically the way I see it being used is it's being used for bad. Well, unknowingly being used for bad. So people abuse it. They think cardio is some magic thing that's going to help them shred away the dad bod and lose all the extra weight when in fact uh, that's not the case. And before I even dig in, just to share a story about cardio and how it can just not be very effective, I want to go back to when I was working in the Globo Gym. So this Globo Gym that I worked at, first place that I worked at as a trainer, you know, you got rows and rows and rows of cardio equipment. So you got your treadmills, you got your ellipticals, you got your bikes, and then all sorts of other weird types of cardio equipment. And I remember, you know, there were the people and I give them credit. I give them so much credit for putting in the effort and being consistent and being disciplined to continue to show up, you know, months after months after months. Some of these people I know for a fact, they were in there for years. So I worked at this gym for just over two years before I started the Forge Athlete Gym. And I remember there was folks in there that were relentless, that were consistent with cardio, who never changed, ever. From the time I first saw them in there to when I left, those same people that would come in and out, Monday through Friday, some on the weekends as well, putting in all this sweat, all this time on these cardio machines. I remember there was one specific guy middle ages, he'd always come up to me and ask me for advice. Uh, he'd ask me about my workouts and what to do, nutrition, yada, yada, yada. However, he would never change. He'd continue to come in and do the same shit, 45 minutes or so of cardio on the elliptical. He'd just go ham on the elliptical. And uh, like I said, I give these people credit for coming in and uh, putting in a hard effort but at a certain point, you just got to ask yourself, like, hey, do I continue to bang my head against the wall here and just work harder and the results are just magically going to start to show up? Or do I look to switch things up here and do things a little bit more efficiently? For a number of those people, they just didn't want to change. They just thought cardio was the answer. So cardio isn't what you think it is. And another reason I wanted to bring up cardio in this episode is I have a lot of conversations with dads, a lot of, a lot of guys that are 
wanting to get back in shape. I'll ask them what they're doing. You know, some guys might be putting in some work with lifting weights, but for most guys, it's like, ah, I do about 45 minutes of cardio or I'll run two miles every single day. Or I'll do, you know, something cardio specific, but yet they're not seeing the results they want to see, right? So cardio is not what you think it is. And if you're looking to get a lean, athletic, you know, shredded looking body, cardio isn't going to be the key to getting this done. Now, that's not to say that you can't use cardio to your benefit, which I'm going to dig into here within this episode. I'm going to share some of my key rules for cardio, but I'm also going to share some of the types I love um, in regards to how I use cardio myself. Um, So I'm not a runner. Uh, I don't see myself as a runner, but I have definitely embraced running over the past couple of years. Uh, Ever since getting into Spartan races, it's literally something I've had to make a part of my routine, but I'm not the guy that goes out there multiple times a week running just for 45 minutes on end for the fun of it. (laughs) Um, It's just not something I do. And even if my goal wasn't to run Spartan races and improve my overall aerobic capacity and whatnot, I still wouldn't go out and run for 45 minutes on end. If, it, if my goal was just specifically like physique, um, I would not do that shit because it's not effective. And so before I even dig into, you know, cardio and how to use it and some key rules with it, I just want to put this out there. Like, first thing is this, like, if you desire to look like a fucking savage, like you want to be lean, you want the body of, you know, a Spartan 300 warrior right? So you want to be lean, athletic, you want to turn heads. Cardio is not going to get you there. However, we can, we can use cardio, but I want you to think of this, you know, which do you desire most? Like, do you look, do you want to look like a marathon runner or do you want to look like a sprinter? Right. And I'm sure you've heard this comparison before. Maybe you even have seen that famous photo where there's, you know, a marathon runner on the right, then there's a sprinter on the left, right? Marathon runner is actually kind of a skinny fat. So skinny, not a lot of muscle tone, actual, you know, gut. Could be a high level marathon runner too. Where when you look at a sprinter, sprinters are usually lean, you know, athletic built. They got a good uh, bit of muscle mass on the body. And it's because their body has adapted to what they're putting it through. So like sprints are short, high explosive bouts of exercise, whereas running low intensity, you know, not a lot of reason for the body to keep muscle and actually build muscle. And that's what I want you to think about is like, if all you're doing is cardio, if all you're doing is like low intensity or even high intensity interval training, which I'll get into that too here a little bit. And I'll talk about how if you think you're doing hit training, you're probably not actually doing hit training, but a little bit more about that here in a second. But the thing is this, is your body would much rather get rid of muscle to help it become more aerobically efficient than keep muscle around or even build it. Our bodies are very, very good at adapting to survive, right? And so the more muscle you're carrying around on your body, the harder harder it's going to be for you to be aerobically uh, efficient, 
it's going to be a lot harder because you got to pump a lot more blood to your extremities. And if your arms are bigger, shoulders are bigger, legs are bigger, it's going to take a lot more blood. It's going to take a lot more oxygen to fuel that versus if you're a little bit more skinny and not as built muscularly, it's going to, your body's going to be much more efficient at pumping blood and oxygen throughout the body. So look at the breakdown, you know, marathon runners, their body adapts to being more cardiovascular uh, or cardio uh, efficient versus sprinters. They're built more for high explosive bouts of activity. Thus the difference in body shape, right? And so think of it like this. If you desire to look like a sprinter, why the fuck are you training like a marathon runner? And again, I get it. Doing cardio burns calories. And so that's the big thing is like, I'll go run for 45 minutes. That's a, a good bit of time. Even if you just go run for 30 minutes straight. Yeah, you're going to burn quite a bit of calories over that 30 minutes. Rather than if you went to lift weights and work out for 30 minutes, you might not burn the same amount of calories. But then they got this whole you know, afterburn effect that maybe you've heard about. The higher the intensity of exercise, the higher the afterburn effect that you're going to get. Right, so if you go out and do high intensity intervals or sprints, you get your heart rate up super high. However, you rest a little bit in between each interval to make sure that the the intensity is kept up high. Maybe you only do that for 20 minutes, and maybe you only burn, uh, let's say, 150 calories during that 20 minutes. Whereas if you go run consistently for 30 minutes, let's just say that you burn 300 calories. So looking at the numbers, one would think, oh, well, cardio is going to get me leaner. Cardio is going to help me lose more weight versus sprinting. And you'd actually be wrong because the long-term effect after the exercise has been completed, your body doesn't have as much of an afterburn effect that it does for normal cardio, um, that it does for high-intensity type sprints. So think about that. and. That's nothing new. This isn't anything fucking breakthrough here. This is stuff that maybe you've even already read about on Google or maybe you've seen on like men's health, men's fitness, something like that, right? Like it's no secret. But the key thing to understand here is why keep doing the things that are not going to get you to the results that you want, right? And so in comes the question, why continue to do cardio? But a better question is this, is how can we take cardio instead of completely getting rid of it? How can we take cardio, use it most effectively to get the best results possible? And so that's what I'm going to dig in, into here. But before I do, again, if you're one of those dads out there, you're getting on your old Peloton or your NordaTrack treadmill or the other treadmill that has gotten called back because kids are getting caught underneath it and it's not good. I think it might be Peloton's treadmill or whatever. Maybe you're doing rowing all the time or whatever. Let's cut back on the cardio bullshit. All right. Let's, let's make sure that we're using it for the benefits and not abusing it. And that goes into rule number one. Don't abuse cardio. All right. If you desire to have a lean powerful looking athletic physique. If you abuse cardio, it's going to abuse your body. 
So knees, hips, ankles, low back pain. There's a lot of dads that I talk to that suffer from knee pain. And it's from years and years and years of pounding the pavement. Oh, I got to do this cardio. I got to go burn these calories, running on the treadmill, running with poor form, running with tight muscles, tight hamstrings. Leads to back pain. You're sitting all day and then you go out and you run and that's all you're doing. It's going to lead to some back pain, hip pain, long-term effects. So the number one rule with cardio is don't abuse it. What does that mean exactly? Should you not run every single day? What if you do love running? I would say this again, if you desire a lean, powerful looking athletic physique, you need to cut back on cardio. I'd say two times a week cardio is more than enough. If you're running every single day, it's probably going to be a little bit too much. And, and it's just minimum effective dose is the key here, right? We don't have to annihilate the body and expect to get a result in return because that's another um, you know, trap that guys fall into when, when it comes to cardio is they think more is better. So forget about doing 30 minutes of cardio. I'm going to double that shit up. I'm going to do 60 minutes and it's going to burn twice the amount of calories and I should get even more lean. Well, not the case, right? And again, if you're a dad and you're listening to this and you've been stuck in this trap, just put things into perspective here for a second. Like how much time have you been spending doing cardio, abusing cardio, and not getting the results that you want in return? Ask yourself that question, right? So rule number one, don't abuse it. So don't overuse it. We just need to use it enough, right? Rule number two. Harness the power of hybrid cardio. Okay, hybrid cardio. What is hybrid cardio? Hybrid cardio is the main type of cardio that I use in my own programming, but it's the same type of cardio that we use inside of the Forge Father Project. So taking a step backwards here and just reminding you that I'm not completely against cardio. I'm just against abusing cardio. I think cardio is great. Building up an aerobic uh, base and building up your aerobic capacity as a whole is going to help improve your overall fitness. It's going to bleed into other areas of your fitness, so your strength, your power, but even your ability to recover faster after workouts. When you have a more solid base of aerobic capacity, it's going to build everything up across the whole, and it's just good to be very balanced for a long time. I was very imbalanced. I can sprint. I can be very, very explosive for short, short periods of time. But then when it came to long distance running, anything over 800 meters, I was done. My aerobic capacity was not very good. And then when I got into Spartan races, that really kind of opened up my eyes. And I was like, you know what? I need to improve on this cardio stuff. So this is where hybrid cardio came into play and really. It was something I kind of developed over the years that I had been doing many years back. I had been doing this back in the Globo Gym before CrossFit was even around. And a simple example of what this hybrid cardio was is I was basically hiding cardio into my strength training. And so I remember one of the first forms of this hybrid cardio that I used to do is I would do, and this this was back in my bodybuilding days too, 
So I remember doing this on upper body days where I would do, uh, so I had a bunch of like chest exercises that I was doing. And then I was always doing back with my chest. And so I would hit a set of dumbbell bench press, whatever it'd be, eight to 12 reps or whatever. And then boom, I would go hit 30 seconds of jump rope. Nothing crazy. I wasn't trying to go all out. I was just trying to keep my heart rate elevated. And so during the 30 to 60 second break, I would take in between exercises. I'd simply just add in a, an easy aerobic based uh, cardio movement. And so I just mesh that together. And so I'd go through, you know, 40 to 60 minute workout. I had already gotten all my cardio in. I just basically hit it within the, the rest periods. And the only way that this works is you got to do a low intensity cardio movement. You can't, it, this is not about doing bench press or rows and then doing, you know, burpees at the highest intensity or doing sprints. There, there's a different type and style of hybrid cardio that you can do with that if that's what the, the focus is. But if you're just trying to add in specific cardio, this is one of the great ways that you can do it. So hybrid cardio. Now, another way that I love doing hybrid cardio is I might set a clock for 30 minutes and I will just start riding the assault bike or I'll start riding, running on the assault runner or I've done this um, at a lake by my house. I love, I love this type of cardio. I, I've done this a lot, getting ready for the Spartan race, in fact. And so I'll just set a timer. Every five minutes, I stop and I do some sort of body weight movement. I'll do a kettlebell movement or I'll do even a dumbbell movement. So for example, just last week, um, what I was doing was I was on the assault bike. And so I set my clock every four minutes. I was just maintaining a certain pace on the assault bike. Every four minutes, I'd stop, I'd get off, I'd hit 15 kettlebell swings, I'd hit 12 uh, squat thrusts, which are basically no push-up burpees, and then I'd do nine toes to bar. Boom. Soon as, soon as I was done with that, I'd hop back up on the bike, pick up the pace, and I'd just go at the same pace until um, the time was up. I did that for 40 minutes straight. So that was a good 40 minutes of just elevated heart rate in aerobic zone. I wasn't going so hard where I had to actually stop or like my lungs were blowing out of my chest. I kept it cardio based, aerobically based, and I just mixed in, you know, body weight and kettlebell work. And so it broke up the monotony of having to go, you know, ride the bike for 40 minutes, right? And so you get the benefit of both worlds here, right? So if I go back to talking about marathon runner versus sprinter, right? The reason a sprinter looks the way he does is because he's strength training on top of, you know, sprinting short distances. So he's given his body a reason to build and maintain muscle. Plus the short bouts of all out explosion gives his body another reason to keep that muscle versus the marathon runner constantly training for the race you know, his body's going to say, you know what, we're going to get rid of a lot of this extra muscle so we can be more efficient at running these longer races, right? But again, I'm assuming you're listening to this podcast because you want to get rid of your dad bod. You don't want to have a pooch. You don't want to have that spare tire. You want to be lean. You want to be fit. You want to look cut. And so you got to train a specific way, all right? And so hopefully you're starting to disconnect yourself from that 
long, boring bouts of cardio and you're starting to, you know, want to do this more hybrid style of cardio. And so going back in the hybrid style of cardio here, so I don't get off too much on a tangent, what you got to think about here is the reason you're breaking that up, doing these body weight movements, you know, and it could be, I mean, your options are basically limitless, right? There's been times where I've done hybrid cardio and I add in sandbags or I add in, you know, farmer carries or I'll add in pushing a sled around. It, it, there's just so many different ways that you can do it. But with this hybrid cardio, what you're doing is you're getting these muscular contractions in the mix. And so you're still giving your body a reason to maintain and even build muscle while adding cardio in. And there's, I could spend the rest of this episode on hybrid cardio itself, but I'm going to move on to the next rule. And to use cardio most efficiently, you need to combine it with strength training. So you have to be doing strength training. And if we go back to the overall focus of what your goals might be, assuming that you're a dad, you're wanting to become an athlete again, look like an athlete, feel like an athlete. We're looking to get lean, shredded, you know, Spartan-like physique. You got to be strength training, bro. And this is a big problem that I, you know, come across with a lot of dads that I have conversations with. And I'll ask, you know, I'll ask them, hey, man, what has your training been looking like for the past few months? You know, I've been doing 45 minutes of cardio or running two, two miles a day, jumping on the old Peloton. Well, my man, you are missing out on the big boulders. So you got to combine it with strength training. And if there is a ratio of like how much strength training should you do in regards to cardio, I'd say 70-30, we're thinking. If you're looking to sculpt, you know, a lean, powerful, athletic-looking physique, I'm thinking 70-30. Now, if you're more on the performance side, and let's just say that you want to be like a you want you got a marathon coming up or something like that then maybe the ratios change. But for most guys that I work with, they want to be powerful. They want to be explosive. They want to be lean and athletic. And yeah, they might want to, you know, run a Spartan race here and there or even go for the big one like an ultra. I'm telling you, you cannot neglect your strength training. And that's one of the biggest uh, mistakes that a lot of guys make is they, again, cardio going to burn a lot more calories in a cardio session than you will in a strength training session. But guess what? Just because you're burning more cardios in, uh, or uh, calories in that session doesn't mean that's going to help transform your body. It's just we're burning calories. And again, your body's going to change and adapt according to the type of stimulus that you put it through. So with strength training, that gives us a very, or I guess that gives your body a good reason to build and maintain muscle. And in its simplest form, this is all I need to say about strength training. What the hell do I mean with this? You need to be ideally squatting heavy, front squat, back squat, deadlifting, whether that be with a barbell or trap bar or heavy kettlebells or dumbbells. You need to be picking heavy things up off the ground with good form and technique. We should be pressing overhead, bench pressing. Yes, I'm a big fan of bench pressing. I've been becoming a little bit more and more fan of bench pressing. I'm getting back into it. Just don't do as do it as much as overhead pressing, um, but heavy heavy rowing, heavy pulling, so pull ups, weighted pull ups, building strength, giving your body a reason to maintain and build muscle. We got to combine cardio with strength training. So easiest way that I do this 
if I am going to be adding in some cardio, typically um, a traditional look would be, yeah, we hit a, a, a strength session. So you hit something heavy with a barbell or again, kettlebells or dumbbells or whatever you're doing to push the body to build strength. Then you might finish up with some cardio or for more advanced athletes. And typically what we do in the Forge Father is it, it's going to be a combination of we're going to hit some heavy strength work and we're going to do some light conditioning work mixed in so we're being efficient with our time. And one of my favorite setups for this, I'll use a perfect example of what we did just the other day, heavy front squats. So we're doing three front squats every 90 seconds. So odd even type setups, right? So like the first 90 seconds, you're going to hit three front squats. Boom. Got it, right? For the next 90 seconds, you're going to hop on a bike, an assault bike, or you can do a rower, or you can even do running. But you're going to hit 45 seconds at about a 75% effort. So we're keeping it within an aerobic zone. We're not trying to get max calories in 45 seconds because now it's going to take away from the strength training, right? So you got to be intentional with your intensity, all right? So an easy setup there. 90 seconds, we're hitting three reps on the front squat, something heavy. And then the other 90 seconds, and think about all the rest time that we're adding in there. So three reps on the front squat is going to take you max of, you know, 15 seconds, right? 15, 20 seconds it takes us. Now we got another 70 seconds of rest. Boom, we hop on the the bike for 45 seconds. We're going to push for, you know, 75% effort for that 45 seconds. We're going to get the heart rate up. We're going to get a nice little sweat going. It's not going to completely tax us out. And then we're back on the barbell the next 90 seconds. So it's a good setup of, you know, hybrid cardio, but now we're mixing it with strength training. So just a, an example of how I use that. And then rule number four, and this, this is by far the, the biggest rule, especially if it, if you're thinking about our, our overall goal here, because again, I'm assuming that you're a dad, you're listening to this, you want to destroy the dad bod, you want to get leaner, you want to look stronger, you want to have that athletic physique, well, guess what? You got to combine cardio with proper fueling. So nutrition, you can do as much cardio as you want. You can do everything that I just talked about. You can be doing hybrid cardio. You can be combining it with strength training. You can be doing all that stuff correct. But if your nutrition is fucked, you're fucked. You're not going to get the results that you want to get. And you can go as hard as you want. You can double up your cardio. You can double up your strength training. But guess what? Your body isn't going to change the way you want it to change. And I'm not going to dig too deep into this one because we're on the side of training. And I've done plenty of past episodes about nutrition. But you got to get your nutrition dialed in. That doesn't mean that you need to be perfect with your nutrition. It means that, number one, you need to be getting in enough protein for you. That's different for everybody. I recommend one gram per pound of body weight for most of the guys I work with. That's where we start. And then we make adjustments from there. And then you need to make sure that you're at least hitting your TDEE calories to start. Make sure you're taking in enough calories. And then based off of where you're at from there, and again, this is different for everybody. And this is something that I take care of within the Forge Father Project for you. 
is I make sure that you're set up with the proper calories and macros you need to create a body transformation. All right. Because you can eat as clean as you want. You can eat paleo. You can eat keto. You can eat Mediterranean. I don't give a fuck how you eat if you're not eating the right amount of protein and more importantly, the right amount of calories for you to support your body and its needs. You're not going to see any change, right? So I'll leave it at that. Combine cardio with proper fuel. You'll see great results. So moving into some of the types of cardio that I love and the way I'm going to break this down is I want you to think of, you know, at the tip of this pyramid, all right? This is kind of like the car, the cardio hierarchy, if you will. At the very tip is like the highest intensity type of cardio, right? And then at the bottom, we got the more low intensity, more sustainable, um, longer bouts of cardio, right? And I'll talk about how I use each one. And before I do that, let me just get this out of here right? Like high intensity interval training. It's definitely in there, right? I use it. I definitely don't abuse it. I used to abuse it. And this is how you can abuse it. Number one, most people out there, I'm sorry to tell you, you're probably not actually doing high intensity interval training. When you think you're, when you think you might be doing it, you're probably not doing it correctly. And more so you're just doing kind of like a, uh, a half-ass bout of high-intensity interval training, right? So high-intensity interval training, if you're doing it properly, it means that you maintain and sustain the level of intensity every single round, right? So I'll use a perfect example here. Let's say Tabata's, right? Tabata's great interval type setup. You got eight rounds of 20 seconds of work mixed in with 10 seconds of rest, right? And uh, when I used to do traditional boot camps way back in the day, I was a huge fan of Tabata sets, right? And so we would pick some sort of exercise. It could be something like mountain climbers or kettlebell swings or high knees in place, burpees, whatever, right? And typically, this is what would happen, right? The first couple of sets, everybody's hitting that 20 seconds highest intensity, movements looking great. We're getting in a lot of reps. And then as we start to get into the third, fourth, fifth round and beyond, not so much. Form is really starting to break down. The reps are not as high. The intensity is not as high. And the stimulus has now almost diminished. And it's turned into more of like just a half-ass sloppy interval session, right? And so for most people, even elite athletes, for most people, they cannot truly sustain a Tabata. Because again, your first few sets are going to be great, but the body is just not able to recover within that 10 seconds. And so a true high-intensity interval, it kind of diminishes before it... Um, it's completed. And so there's different ways that you can set up high intensity intervals and there's an actual way of progressing it. So what I used to do with my boot camps is we would do a four to six week progressive type, uh, uh, high intensity interval approach. So week one, I would have my people work for 20 seconds hard 
and they would have double the amount of rest. And so we'd work for 20 seconds hard and we'd rest for 40 seconds. And then we'd repeat that. So doubling up the amount of rest versus work would allow the body to actually rest so we can maintain that level of intensity. And so by the final round, hell yeah, it was fucking hard, but people's intensity was still, you know, near where we needed to be versus, you know, if we're doing eight rounds and people are already dying and gasping for air and not recovered after the the rest interval, at that point, it's not only dangerous, but it's just ineffective. And so that's what a lot of people are doing. Maybe it's what you're doing if you're sitting there and you're like, yeah, I do high intensity intervals, right? Okay. Well, how efficient and effective are they truly being when you start to look at, you know, your movement quality, right? Are you able to output the intensity that is, is that, that, that the intervals are calling for? So if you're doing, you know, Tabatas, you need to be pushing at all out intensity for that 20 seconds. It's not hard for the first 20 or hard for the first 10. And then you kind of die. It's, it's gotta be all out. Right. So I used to do progressions. Like we'd do 20, 40 week one, we would do 20, 30 the next week. And then we would do 20, 20 and other ways I would progress. That would be, we'd do 20, 40, we'd do 30, 30, and then we'd do 40, 20. So I'd actually modify and change the length of the actual intensity interval and decrease the rest interval. And that typically worked well, but either way, the thing I wanted to get across here is like high intensity intervals. This is like at the very top, right? So like Tabata's would be at the very, very top because your focus is a hundred percent effort, hundred percent effort all out go for that interval. So that's why it's at the very, very top because it requires the most intensity. However, it also requires the most recovery. And it's also probably going to be in the shortest um, amount of time. That's why it's at the top, right? Right below that, I listed Metcons. Okay, so metabolic conditioning sessions. Um, If you do CrossFit, perfect example of this would be something like Fran. Right, so a 21 15 9 classic setup where you're supersetting two movements. You know, Fran is pull ups and then thrusters. You know, not a lot of uh, reps on each movement, and it's just a go, 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 balls to the wall until you finish type setup. Right, those are like your short based Metcons. There's other Metcons, they call them Metcons, but they turn into longer bouts of, you know, course like i just talked about you come out of the gate hot but then you get halfway through and you're literally at a snail's pace you know standing there looking at the pull-up bar or standing there looking at the uh, barbell because you're absolutely dead you hit a red line right and you know the focus of a metcon isn't necessarily to you know have the high level of intensity that is required with like an interval but it is to push at a high high intensity right And so maybe you're at 80% the whole way through and then you finish, you know, putting pedal to the metal, which, which is what happens with a lot of Metcons, right? And not going to go into all the different types of Metcons that could be a whole episode on itself, but Metcons are right below the top because the intensity factor, 
Like you need to be going all out. You need to be pushing hard within Metcons. Next type of cardio that I like is I'll do like an every minute on the minute type setup. So it is sort of like an interval, but it's a controlled interval. And that's why I bring it down lower on the total pole here is so like with every minute on the minute type cardio setup, an example that I used already is, you know, like the first minute I'm going to do some front squats. So maybe I do some moderate loaded front squats for like five reps. So the first minute I get the whole minute to get that done. Then I'm going to rest the rest of the minute. And then the next minute I might go for all 60 seconds and I'll do, you know, something sustainable. So I might hop on a rower. I might hop on a bike. I might do skier. Maybe I'll do um, controlled sets of burpees or I'll push a sled, or I'll do some kettlebell swings, something that's going to get the heart rate up that I can also sustain within that time frame. And this doesn't have to be every minute on the minute. You can also do like every 90 seconds, and you're going odd, even um, type setup where maybe you have two different types of cardio movements in there. So another one that I've done, and again, you got to I, I, I think a classic, I can't remember what it's called. I think it's called Fortitude. And I want to say it's a 30-minute AMRAP, or it's a 30-minute EMOM. So every minute on the minute, the odd minute, you row 21 calories. And then on the even minute, you hit uh, 20 burpees. I think it's 20-calorie row, and there's 20 burpees on the other minute. And it lives up to his name right? It could be a form of cardio, but here's the problem with that is most people get into the middle of that. They redline. They can't get all the calories in on the rower. Burpees turn into a fucking, uh, you know, uh, fish fest where you're just flopping up and down on the ground. And so the way I would take that, cause that would be a Metcon, right? Like let's move that up a level. Now, if we're truly doing like an EMOM setup, like an odd, even type thing, then it would look more like this. Let's say 12 calories in the first minute, something that you know you're going to be able to hit even when your heart rate gets up. You're going to be able to hit it sustainably, but you're going to have plenty of time left for that minute to get in a little bit of a breather. And then the second minute, we can still do burpees in there, but we're just going to lower the the reps down. So maybe you hit 12 calories on the rower, and then maybe you do eight burpees on the next minute. And you do that for 30 minutes. That's gonna be that's gonna be a quite quite the test. It's gonna push you, but you're also gonna be able to maintain and sustain for the whole 30 minutes rather than if we crank the calories up and the reps on the burpees, like you're gonna get to a certain point where you have to either drop the reps or you're just dead. Like you're done. You redline. And so that's the key is if you think about at the very tip, we got our intervals, we're going for redline. We're wanting to hit that red line. Right below that, Metcons, we're not going to redline until the very end, strong finish. Or maybe you don't even redline. You're going like 80, 85% the whole freaking time. You're going fast. But then with this setup, like the EMOM, odd and even type stuff, it's more of like a 70 to 75% sustainable pace throughout, right? So below that, another one that I wanted to share with you is what I like to call sustainable AMRAPs, right? So let's just take similar setup. And once we go 20 minutes, we're going to put 20 minutes on the clock. 
And you're basically going to rotate through three different movements. So you're going to start off on the rower. You're going to go 20 calories on the rower. We're going to go 15 burpees. And then you're going to go 10 toes to bar. 20 minutes. This is not a Metcon setup. If the focus is like a hybrid style cardio here, I want you to get to a cardio zone, right? That is sustainable for 40 minutes. We're doing it for 20 minutes, but I want you to be able to feel at the end of that 20 minutes that you can go for another 20 minutes, right? That makes sense. So at no point are you ever going to redline on this sustainable AMRAP. You're going to row at a, at, a, at a pace that is sustainable. You're going to get off the rower nice and easy. You'll hit your, uh, your burpees nice and easy. We're not trying to race through these. And then you're going to do your toes to bar, and we're just going to rotate nice and easy through that for a sustainable AMRAP, right? Another one uh, that I like with these is kind of like more of a grinder setup. So it's similar to the AMRAP. And I guess going back up to the AMRAPs, another one that I want to share with you, this is one of my favorites, right? So I put 30 minutes up on the clock, right? And I did this one the other day. So you're on a rower, you're going to row for 30 minutes. However, every three minutes, you're going to stop. You're going to get off the rower. You're going to do 10 burpees. And you're going to do 10 kettlebell swings. And then you're going to get back on the rower. And you're just going to keep rowing until the 30 minutes is up. And so it's still a sustainable pace. At no point should you get to, you know, where you got to stop completely, where you redline. You just get to a high heart rate that you can sustain throughout. And we're going to be able to get a, a good amount of cardiovascular work in without, you know, beating yourself into the ground. So that's another one that I really, really love. And then grinders, grinders are more of kind of like a chipper. I like, uh, kind of, if, if you know what a chipper is, essentially you're going to do a bunch of reps of some movement and then you'll move on to the next movement and then you'll move on to the next movement and you just kind of grind through it. And it's real similar to a sustainable AMRAP, but a lot of times what I'll do with grinders is I won't have a time frame. I will just say I got three rounds of this, right? And so perfect example on this one, I actually did uh, a grinder this morning. Um, so I took the workout triple three, one of the worst cardio-based workouts there is uh, that I can remember. Uh, it's from the CrossFit Games, I want to say 2014. But instead of doing the 3K row and then 300 double unders and then one mile or three mile run, which that's the triple three, I just did three grinder sets of that, right? So I just broke it up. I did a thousand meter row, 100 double unders, and then a mile run. And I, I'd go through that and then I'd have specific rest in between each round. So I was pushing through those sets, but at no point did I ever get to the point where I was like, I'm going to die. I can't push it hard anymore because I knew after that mile, I'd come in and I'd just rest, right? But with grinders, I typically like um, adding in more barbell specific stuff, more kettlebell stuff, more dumbbells, make it much more of a hybrid type setup. So a lot of times it'll look something like this. I'll just give you an example here. Maybe we start out on the rower and we hit 100 calories on the rower and then we go to 80 box step ups and then we go to 60 kettlebell swings 
and then we go to 40 toes to bar, and then we go to 20 deadlifts at like a moderately heavy weight. That would be kind of a grinder. Again, at no point you're trying to hit failure. You're just moving through the, the, the different exercises, chipping away at the reps, kind of grinding through it. And then the last piece is actually straight cardio. So um, the past couple of months, I've been doing a lot of straight cardio where I'll go to the track, but with a purpose and a progressive plan in place. So never do I just show up to the track and say, you know what? I need to get some cardio and I'm just going to fucking run for 45 minutes because you're not going to get any better with that. Instead, what I do is I'm doing a lot of different setups. I have a certain amount of volume that I want to hit and different paces and different distances. So the past couple of months, with my goal being to improve my mile time, uh, I was showing up and I was doing 800-meter repeats. I was doing 600-meter repeats. I was doing 400-meter repeats, 200-meter repeats. I was doing um, very seldom would would I show up and run actual full mile. I was running more... Uh, repeats at various distances, right? And so it was straight cardio work, but it was progressive and purposeful, right? And that's oftentimes this, this, this shows up with like a lot of the military guys that I talk to, the military dads, they're like, you know, I need to improve my two mile time. So I just, I just run two miles, you know, three to four times a week. And while you might think that's going to help you improve on your two mile run, it's not. Because more than likely, you're running all of those around the same intensity. You're just going to go out and run two miles as hard as you can. Well, it's probably going to be around the same time every single time because that's your level of fitness. Whereas when you vary it up, so to not go too deep into this, what I was doing progressively and purposeful, again, I'd have certain amount of volumes that I wanted to hit. Early on in the training, my total volume each session was around two miles. While I got closer to the end and retesting, I was up around 4,000, 5,000 meters uh, a session. Broken up into 800 meter repeats, 400 meter repeats, 200, such and such, right? Running at different paces, right? So if I know my mile time is like seven minutes, right? Well, right now it's 626 is my PR and I want to go run some 800 me, uh, 800 meter repeats. What I would do, I'd cut that in time. I'd cut that in half. So we're thinking three minutes and 13 seconds is like my mile PR pace. So if I'm trying to run at mile pace or I want to push it a little bit harder, I got to run my 800s in, you know, 305 or, you know, 308 or something like that, just a little bit faster than pace. And I do that repetitively. It's going to help build towards the ultimate goal of running a mile faster when I run a mile again. Right. And so the last piece that I wanted to use here is straight cardio that's progressive and purposeful. So if you're the guy out there and you are using cardio, and this is more geared towards guys that are wanting to improve overall performance with their cardio. I wouldn't say that you necessarily have to do this. If you're just going straight after physique, I would, uh, like if we're looking at straight cardio stuff, 200 meter repeats, 400 meter repeats are going to give you a big bang for your buck. And a way that you can progressively and purposefully run those is 
simply go test a 400 meter, go test a 200 meter all out. Now you know what your paces are at 100%. And when you go out and hit those and you want to do, you know, 400 meter repeats, maybe you're going at like a 75% effort pace and you're doing repeats instead of going 100% out. That's how you would, you would do that. So again, think of like the intervals. You want your stimulus to be what it intends to be. So you want to be able to keep the intensity high. So if you go out and you run an all out 400 meter, you're probably only going to be able to do that once, right? Versus if you run it at 75%, you might be able to get four really quality uh, 400 meter repeats in, right? But either way, that's the last type, strength core, or straight cardio that's progressive and purposeful. So with all that being said, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. So hopefully you've gotten a lot out of this episode. And uh, this type of episode, going a little bit more into the strategy and tactics side of things, talking straight straight up, you know, training in this regard. If you have um, if you have different topics that you want me to discuss, want me to discuss in future episodes, feel free to reach out uh, through Instagram, Facebook, through email. Let me know. We'll dig into uh, different topics here. But the bottom line is this: if you're trying to shred fat, you want to get in better shape. Use a more hybrid approach to cardio versus just straight up boring ass cardio that you're doing right now. Get off the fucking Peloton. Get off the treadmill. Stop pounding the pavement. Start doing it with a purposeful plan in mind that's progressive, that's mixing all of the different things that I talked about. You will see amazing results in return. So Hopefully you get a lot out of this, and um, if you are interested in the Forge Father Project and what we do inside that thing, feel free to read. Doing it a little bit, a uh, little bit smarter, in in a much in a much more efficient and effective way. That's it for me.